health and mental health can stem from your childhood traumas uh, PTSDs that have happened to you over time there's stuff that can infect your mental health like uh, if you went through a tr uh, divorce as a child if it was really bad any sort of abuse if you had someone in your family that struggled with alcohol or drugs that can impact your mental health Hey guys, we're super excited about today's show. As you know, we're in a series about mental wellness and today get ready to get your mental game on tap. In addition, we wanna encourage you to go over to our show notes and get your very own copy of some mental health affirmations to ensure that you are mentally strong and you're moving in your life. All right, guys, get ready, listen up. Here's our show. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 it's Kimberly Smith Austin here, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Happy August Wellness Month. Hey, it's about living well. Yes, I'm super excited. I try to live well every day, but this month is focused on wellness. And that's what our show is all about, right? We got an entire month of wellness in your four main areas. Coming off last week's show, we were talking about the four areas that really make us, right? Our mental health, our physical health, our spiritual health, our financial health. And that's not in any particular order. In fact, you get to put that order of what you see fit. That's right. Financial, spiritual, spiritual, financial, mental health, whatever order they're in, those four really help determine the quality of our life. And I know both of us are extremely dedicated to helping people elevate. And we always like to say, hit that next level and whatever that next level looks like for them. Yes, yes, I love that. And you know, the truth is wellness is going to be self-defined. Even though there's a definition of wellness, you said it so well, is that you've got to define what's most important, which one is more priority. You know, I love showing the wellness will. And when I do, I ask people, which are the top three priorities for you right now? Maybe in this season of life, financial is more important than your physical or your mental may be more important than this. The seasons may change, but wellness is still the core, my friends. Continue focusing on living well, because when you do, you will live well. And each of these areas impacts the other one. So I love how you say, yes, let's, let's look at where you might want to focus. And we've kind of thrown out the whole idea that, oh, it's about balance. It's not about balance because you're never going to be balanced because life ebbs and flows and things happen in life. But what you can always do is be intentional and be on top of where you're at in all these categories. So you could, in different seasons, focus on the one that needs to be focused on to get that to the level. It's almost like um, everyone says all the balls in the air, like, oh, I'm always juggling. Yeah, but juggling can be amazing and fun if you're always assessing where you are in these different categories. And right. what we love to do is just take out the shame and blame and get rid of the, I could have, should have, would have. Whatever you didn't do yesterday is gone. That's you it. could learn from yesterday, 
but you can't define yourself through yesterday. Even if everything was great, one quick snap and things could start not being so great. So it really is about how do I live in the moment while learning from yesterday, but by being intentional about my future self, because everything we do today is forming who you are tomorrow. And that's the great part, I think, about life is we at any moment, and, and Kimberly loves to say this, um, a habit doesn't happen in 21 days. A habit happens in a split second when you make a decision. That's right. That's right. Make You're like, that's good. I do say that. <laughs> That's right. Because I believe it to be true, you know, and we all go through this process and, you know, we build accountability, we build systems and things like that to make it happen. But we have to be intentional. And that's what we're going to talk about today is your mental health. So today is going to be really misty show because as a 20 year practitioner in that space, we're going to let Misty share some nuggets and highlight. I'll be interjecting here and there throughout the show, but really thinking about that mental health. I love telling people to think about what you're thinking about. Your mental health is critical in your life. And if you're not taking time to really look at your mental health, you're missing it. Mm. Before we get started and turn the show over to Misty, I'm going to start with just a definition of mental health. Mental health includes our emotional psychological and social well-being think about that emotional psychological and social well-being how you think how you feel how you act how you treat other people how you determine how you handle stress how you relate to others make healthy choices all of that is a part of your mental wellness so today i want to give the mic give the floor give the screen over to my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan, to really shine some nuggets in this space. So you guys, as entrepreneurs, uh, emerging leaders and executives, think about what mental health is and what it means to you. I like that because I think mental health is one of those words where people just say it, but you really don't know what it means. Does mental health mean the way I think? Mental health means the way I feel. But when you're really looking at it, especially the um, trajectory of mental health, mental health went from, and still today, in some cultures and some households, you don't talk about it. And unfortunately, what we're learning in some churches, they didn't talk about it. Sometimes they would just be, well, you got to pray harder. If bad things are happening or if you have distorted thoughts, it's because the devil is getting to you and you got you to have more Jesus. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have more Jesus. Um, I'm just saying that we need mental health and Jesus. And there are some people out there whose thoughts are not um, where normal thoughts are. If you would think normal, you would think their reactions are a little off. And some of that comes back to their mental health. And mental health can stem from your childhood, traumas, uh, PTSDs that have happened to you over time. There's stuff that can infect your mental health. Like uh, if you went through a tr uh, divorce as a child, if it was really bad any sort of abuse. If you had someone in your family that struggled with alcohol or drugs, that can impact your mental health. So when we're looking at mental health, I want to make it really simple. Mental health is how do you, um, how do you react to stress in your life? Because your mental health determines how you react to stress. How do you react and treat yourself? Mm. Your self voice is a reflection of your mental health. Because there's people out there and we, we coach and talk to them all the time whose inside voice is horrible and abusive. Oh. 
they say things to themselves that they they would set boundaries with with other people but because it's their inside voice they're they're fine with that and then you hit different things like oh i feel like a fraud or i hate that one where they're like oh i like the i don't feel like all these good stuff should be happening to me or i'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall so that's a form of mental health is your your mindset and your attitude and most importantly mental health is your mood sure Mental health is how fast do you get angry at things? Do you stay in a level of frustration? How fast do you get angry, but how fast do you recover? Because Mm. here's the truth. You're going to get upset. Things are going to set you off, trigger you, and take you to that new space. I find that mental health, if you stay there for a long time, mm, whereas if you have the right coping mechanisms, and I know, Miss, you're going to talk about that, you're able to snap back and get back into action. So what happens is if our mental health is not where it needs to be, we live in a state of, we like to call, it used to be called fight or flight, but now we add a little, it's fight, flight, freeze, fawn. So what mental health is, is the craziest part about it is your frontal cortex of your brain is where all this great stuff is happening. It's that higher self, if you will. It's the consequences happen. It's the empathetic, I can relate to others. It's all this great stuff that connects us. Now, the crazy part is that's not really truly formed until you're 25. So as teenagers, they're um, still being formed. And if you had any sort of trauma or did drugs, that part's stunned. And the part of your brain and it's taking care of you is hidden. It's way in the back and it's extremely protective because it's the part that keeps you alive. The part that keeps you alive has been doing that for thousands and thousands of years. I like to say it's the part that saved you from saber-toothed tigers, but now unfortunately it's keeping you stuck in places in your life you don't want to be maybe you don't have that relationship you want maybe you don't have that job you want that income coming in that could all be because the saber-toothed tiger part of your brain is more in function than your higher part of your brain your frontal lobe that helps you synthesize through emotions and decisions and consequences in the future so one of the first things about mental health is to um write this one down because we're going to jump into it is know yourself that's it. I know love. yourself and your thought process. We are all not the same, but um, I think people who have a deeper connection to knowing themselves um, and here's some quick tips to be able to do that. Swat yourself. And what not, is being that, is not being pervy. Swat yourself. Um, this started many years ago in businesses where they would look at their company. They would take a look at their company's strengths, their company's weaknesses, their company's opportunities and the threats to their company. So we do that now as individuals, knowing yourself, what are some of your greatest strengths? And we always start with strengths, never not start with strengths. If um, I don't care, I read a quote the other day and it said, um, optimistic might not make everything better, but pessimistic sure as hell won't get me to where I wanna be. So your brain, your first tip could be start with your strengths in every situation because you gotta build upon your strengths first. So. What are your strengths? Let's give ours. Kimberly. Uh, I'm quick on my feet. (laughs) And not just running, but just thinking, you know, problem solver. I can pull it out on the dive. Go. Um, I'm funny. I love it. Go. Uh, I love people. People person. Talk to anyone. Don't meet a stranger. I'm solution orientated. I'm creative. Yay. So when you do that, are you writing one and thinking about it? The other test is when we move on to our weaknesses, 
do you flow through that way faster than you did your strengths? Because some people can talk to you about everything that they not good at, everything they're not where they want to be, all of their, their things that make them who they are is sometimes seen as negative, all the things that happen to them. But in strengths, they kind of stutter. Uh, but for the most part, their weaknesses flow out. Kimberly, what's one of your weaknesses? Uh, I <laughs> talk too much sometimes. I too talk too much sometimes. <laughs> what is something that was a weakness for you, but you became intentional about it and maybe even made it a strength? Well, I'll use the very one that we said. It was the talk too much, learning how to listen and when to talk, recognizing that and shifting that. And then talking, there's a time and place for talking. So when the opportunity presents itself, boom, I can talk on the dime, which went back to my strength, which is I'm fast on my feet. So I've learned how to take that strength and weakness and make it a gift or a talent or a skill to my advantage. I love that. And when we're looking at some of your weaknesses and being intentional about it, the crazy part is some of your greatest strengths pose some of your greatest weaknesses. So what we like to call it is you have the addict of the strength, which is the thing that helps you progress in life or helps you get the things you want. And then you have the basement which is the, the thing that comes with the strength, but that may take away from where you want to be or may hold you back. Or um, on worst case, it may define who you are. Um, I love telling people, if you don't define who you are, others will. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, though, if you don't define yourself through the way God sees you or your higher power or your greatness, then you define yourself kind of mediocre. And I want you to think about that right now what are some ways you would define yourself? That could be, how would you describe yourself if someone asked you? Now, this is a trick question and you could do this. So I'm gonna start with Kimberly. Kimberly, how would your best friend describe you? I'm a rock star, no. <laughs> but you know, and, and that and that's a great question, Misty. And I don't know that I'm gonna give you an answer. The reason I say that is because you said it, your mindset, mental wellness, the mindset piece. I think about how you see yourself, how you envision yourself. If you are a negative Nelly, then every time you speak of yourself, it's going to be in a negative connotation. And when questions like, what's your strength? You don't have them. What's your weakness? You've got a laundry list. And so now someone describing you, you're thinking, you're thinking, you're wondering, you're wondering. I'll tell you, people are going to say she's full of energy. She's a people person. She's a problem solver. She, um, quick on her feet, those types of things. And I love it because that's how I show up, but that's how I've also wired myself and my personal mental wellness. And I think you nailed it. And I hope that you guys heard what she just said. She said, that's how I wired myself. She didn't say that's how I was born. That's what I naturally do. I'm just so good about thinking about myself, but you have to be intentional and you have to wire yourself that way. So if I ask you, how would your son describe you? How would your mom describe you? And some of those things come in and it make, and you, um, if those of you watching our YouTube, she just smiled. So those are great things, right? Because there's probably some funny things she thought they would say, but I bet in, in everything you would say would be loving or I don't know. energetic. I don't know. My son was texting with somebody and he, they asked about his mom she, and he said, she's a psychopath athlete. I don't know about that. <laughs> Okay, but to be fair in that text, I think he was warning the other person to back off. Like, yeah. my mom's crazy. You better stay away. But I don't think yeah. he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's an athlete. 
That was crazy, huh? <laughs> now you could also do this another way. What would others might think your weakness is? Mm-hmm. So the thing isn't to beat yourself up because you're in, when it comes to mental health, uh, one of the things you really have to think of is your emotions. Do you personalize things to the point where it impacts how you feel? Do you personalize? Because there is some people and there's people that we coach that, man, they could go to a restaurant and have the person give their order back and personalize that it was me and um, that person was rude and I couldn't, um, they saw that I was weak or that everything becomes about them. But unfortunately, it's in such a mental light that it's not a positive thing. Now, here's the thing though. Your brain might do that to you sometimes because your brain is just trying to keep you alive. That part we talked about, that's just trying to get you through the saber tooth tigers into the next day. And unfortunately, some of its strategies and tactics to do that is to say things to bring you down because it doesn't want you to be all powerful because it scares your brain that if you're all powerful, then it's got to work harder to make sure that you stay alive. So it's crazy because in some instances, there's no difference in your brain in the word fear. The word fear, back in the day, meant this animal's trying to kill me. The saber-toothed tiger could jump out of the bushes and end my life. You fear making a phone call, and some salespeople do, or having a hard conversation brings up, this is fear. Your brain registers that this could kill us. It's a saber-toothed tiger. How do I not do it? How do I do anything else but do that? So you might find that during the day, you're stalling. You're putting things off. You're not doing the things that you know you need to do. And then you feel bad because you're not doing the thing. So it creates this sort of cycle. And this is where we're talking about your mental health. Everyone jumps into a cycle. Your brain automatically cycles. Your mental health helps you get out of that cycle faster. And if you can't get out of that cycle, one of the things that Kimberly always recommends, and it works every time, is to get into motion. Get out of your way by just getting into movement. Take a walk, stand up, do some breathing. If you can't think your way out of your thoughts, you have to move your way out of your thoughts. Your brain doesn't need to do it and don't personalize it. Everyone brains does it. It's called your subconscious, whatever you want to call it. It just tries to keep you at the same level you're at because it kept you alive the day before. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, when it comes to knowing yourself and your weaknesses and your opportunities, Um, I want to jump to threats. I'm going to come back to opportunities. Threats sometimes come from our childhood. Meaning by the time we're five, we have some really strong beliefs that are set Mm -hmm. and they don't change unless we're cognizant of what they are, meaning that we are aware and know what they are. We have to go back and change some of the beliefs we had when we were kids, which um, is crazy, but that's just how our brains work. We learned something and we said, that must be a real thing. That's going to be my belief. But have you ever heard this show before? You know, we believe the things we believe to be true, we create. So you really have to think about, I say triggers, the word could be threats, but what really triggers you? Right, right. You know, and, and let me add something to that because you made a comment before, and I think this go hands in hand with what you're thinking and how these things trigger you. I always say, never let a compliment go to your head and never let a criticism go to your heart because people again. bring you things. Never let a compliment go to your head and a criticism go to your heart because what happens is we get big headed and we're broken hearted. But when we recognize and know how to level those things off, we really position ourselves to recognize people are going to give you feedback. And I like the word feedback instead of criticism. Personally, people are going to give you feedback. And here's the truth. 
everything and everything said by everyone does not necessarily apply. You listen to it with the filter recognizing some things are directly related to you. And that's the same thing for compliment. Mm. People are looking out of their window from their vantage point. And so we have to keep ourselves healthy, mentally healthy by having that filter and recognizing never take a compliment to the head and a criticism direct to the heart. That was powerful. That's really, really good. There should be a whole program on that. <laughs> Criticism, I love that. Here's the truth about people though, is people are 95% into themselves and 5% into the world because they're always in their thoughts. They're always in their filters. They're always in their thinking. Now, if everyone else is 95% into their, their thoughts and 5% into your world, how do you personalize that 5%? Because you're the same, you're 95% into yourself, 5% into the world. So we're all roaming around. And the things that we see the highest um, things in, so let's pretend like a TV, you know, like when it's fuzzy, but when you change the little dials and it gets really clear, those are the things that we don't wanna see in ourselves or that we do see in ourselves. Unfortunately, as humans, we're very selfish beings. Just, just the way we're wired. But when we go out into the world, we think everything's about us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love this. What is that quote? I think we say it all the time too, is we judge others by their actions and ourselves by our intentions. <laughs> yes, that's good. But that's kind of the way of the world is, well, I didn't mean for that. And let me explain because I'm a great person. But if someone made a mistake, then they're a horrible person. And I still struggle with that in traffic, right? Some idiot cut me off. But when I have to get over, that's not my fault. I'm late. But right, right. <laughs> you could translate that into life. And I know, uh, Kimberly, you are a phenomenal fitness coach among other sort of coaching, but I want to use fitness for this. What is one of the things that threatens people from being that weight or being at that energy level or being at that in their body, how they want to be? Because if, what do they say? Like 80% of America is obese, but I bet you all of America wants to be in shape. What do you think one of those mental blocks is? Well, let me say this. I, I, all of my programs in the wellness, fitness, nutrition area, I focus on three things. And I think this is directly related to what you're talking about today. Number one is mindset. I start with their head, their mental. What are you, what's up here in your head? And I think that's the number one block for people. They are instantly thinking, I can't. Um, they're comparison themselves to other people. They're looking at, they think of it as hard when it doesn't have to be. You know, I believe baby steps matter. So those three signature M's is meals, mindset, excuse me, mindset, meals and movement. And those are the three things that stop people. But you have to start with what you're thinking. And I always say, think about what you're thinking because that's going to trigger you and set you up for either success or failure. Now, I want to I want to add to that and ask you a question. How do you think about what you're thinking? How do you stop? Number one, you stop and you start. There's a couple things you can do. You start and you start listening to what you're saying to yourself. You start assessing your emotional state. What am I feeling right now? Am I tense? Is there anxiety? Another great way to do it is journal, 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 journal. And I think sometimes we live in this busy noise, the busy world that we don't hear all the noise that's happening around us or that's inside of our head. As you said, people are 95% self-centered. And so we're thinking about ourselves and what I need to do, what I should do, what I can't do, what I won't do. 
And as a result of that, we find ourselves stuck. And that's a whole nother show. We find ourselves stuck. And when you think about it, how do we think about what we're thinking about? We stop. We have to stop, slow down and assess. I just had a whole session with a lady. She's world renowned in what she does. And yet she's ill in that same area. But that could be true for a lot of, of people. Even when you talk to highly some highly successful people and all they do is cut themselves down. Congratulations on your great success. I can't believe it. Oh, it was nothing. Oh, I had a great team, right? So it, it's that whole like deflecting. I yep. really love that. I want to um, add to the stop and start listening. Uh, some of the most, and we said we're going to talk a little bit about experts, but some of the most world-renowned experts in the world when it comes to finances and, and the highest coaching ever, they have, and we've talked about this in other shows, they have time in their week, some of them even time in their day where they don't do anything but stop and journal and measure where they're at. Mm-hmm. That's it. They have a, now one of the things in that is they have the same area every time because your brain will kick in mental health wise in the sense that when you're around that environment, your brain will acclimate to that environment, especially if you put yourself in that environment a lot. It's why coaches always say, just get to the gym. Don't worry about anything else because your brain's going to try to talk you out of it the whole day. But if you could just walk through the doors, your brain kicks into that environment and you will get into your workout. You will get the energy and no one ever walks out of the gym and says, I regret that workout. Right. So that's the whole thing. That's, that's because they know coaches know if I can just get you out of that environment into the new environment, your brain is going to start automatically doing some of the work. So it's the same thing with where's your, I know a guy that has a thinking chair. Um, Some people have thinking spots. Yep. Now Kimberly has thinking routines. Yeah, that's it. And we just talked about it prior to the show is that my best, best work comes out in motion. Right. And it's almost like, and I say that it's a place of solitude for me. It could be the bike. It could be running. It could be swimming. It could be hiking. But right there, I'm in a place. I'm not still in the sense of physically still, but I'm still in my spirit. I'm still in my head. I'm there. It's almost like my Zen. It is your Zen. (laughs) Parts of your Zen. There you go. The, the great part is, is that you put yourself in that place to have those thoughts That's on right. a daily basis. So when we're looking at your opportunities, so with this SWAT is what are your strengths? What is your weaknesses? And everyone has weaknesses. That's part of the game is to know what they are and develop them. There's also threats right now, COVID. That was a huge threat to some people's livelihoods, to some people's thought processes. But if we know what triggers us, we can prepare for it. And if we're preparing for what triggers us, we could also prepare for, oh, which is putting our places and putting ourselves in places of opportunity. That's right. What are the opportunities that you have based upon your strength, weaknesses, and threats? And opportunities to get mentally well. You just said it. Mine is, okay, uh, and I'll give an example. My family, I'd be crazy, wire, and they go, go you need to go run. You to go run. <laughs> for me, for them, it's like, oh. You know, that's a threat for them. That's a weakness. But now it's an opportunity for me because if I go and move, I'm going to release whatever that energy is that I need to get rid of. But that's a tremendous opportunity. Where is your mental health corner? Like you said, is that thinking chair? What is that place for you to help you get to that space of being mentally well? Oh, I think you just nailed something. You know, in boxing or fighting rings, when you're in between the... um, innings or whatever they're called 
you go to your corner and you get counsel and you get rest and you get water and you get strategy and they put you back into the ring. That's good. So when you're in the ring of life, that's hard to get those four things that you need the most, the counsel, the rest, the assessing and the strategy. So where's your corner? And sometimes too, who's in your corner? Mm-hmm. Who's your coaching? Who's your counsel? Um, I love, I want to say Brene Brown said it. Um, may not have been Brene Brown, may have been someone else, but they said, I don't take counsel for someone who's never been. So if there's critics in the audience telling me how I should fight better, but they've never been in that fight, I don't care. Unless you've been in the ring with me getting knocked out or, or having the sweat, tears and blood, why are, am I taking your counsel? Now that's different if they have some great things to say in the sense of, but if they're giving you criticism, but they've never been in that ring. So those are things, where do you get that from? In the business realm, we always love to talk about on Jump to Finances is people take um, financial advice from broke family members <laughs> or broke neighbors. Right. We were um, listening to the Robert Kiyosaki and he said, some guy missed out on a great opportunity because his neighbor said that would never work. And Robert asked him, oh, is your neighbor in financials uh, advisory? And said, no. Yeah. So where are you getting your counsel from? Because that could be opportunities. Um, you are the sum of the five people you hang around, but also the five people, the five people hang around. Yeah. So opportunities of putting yourself around those great people, opportunities of the books you're reading, the shows you're watching. So in your mental health, everything that you digest from your food to your books, to your TV, to the people in your ears, that's going to impact your mental health. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. So the number of oh, what? No, that was it. I was going to say, what's next? You went A, assess, know thyself. But I know there's a B. Where there's an A, there's usually a B. What is the B, Misty? A is assess. B is B, open-minded. And we've done other shows. We even have trainings about it. Um, open-minded versus closed-minded. And it's one of the first concepts that we exploded out with Made to Inspire in uh, 2020 when we were doing some of our first virtual videos on uh, coaching because COVID hit hard. Yes. And a lot of people... And who knew two years later where we'd be, but then it was really open-minded is, are you willing to take a look at yourself and to get some great feedback? Are you willing to think that things are opportunities? There was a great quote I heard the other day and it says, I don't make mistakes, mistakes made me. (laughs) So everyone makes mistakes. And one of the things about fear is failure causes success. So if you're failing, okay, those are just things you know of what to do better next time or what you can learn from that. But it's not a failure until you quit. So when you have an open-minded versus a closed-minded, closed-minded people think that everything in their thoughts is truth. They have the only right way and it can't get better. And we all know people like that. We all, unfortunately, sometimes try to stay the hell away from people like that. Mm-hmm. But you don't want people who are stuck in how they think or that there's only one right way. Right. Open-minded is that taking that step back and understanding and genuinely believing we are human. We are making mistakes. And every day is an opportunity to grow and to get better. So think of open-minded as growth and closed-minded as death. That's right. Because if you're not growing, you're dying. Yes. Yes. I love that because I think about the fact, and I say this all the time. I truly believe when it comes to being open-minded, you can learn anything from anyone. I think about the donkey who gave a message in the biblical days. 
if a donkey who doesn't speak can speak and teach a lesson, that's something to consider for us about our open-mindedness. I remember saying, you know, the homeless population, not that you're hanging around with them, but you know what? There's some things to be learned with an open mind. But if you're closed, you close mind, never get fed. A closed mm. mind never gets fed. And so think about that and think about how you want to propel your life, your mental health and your success as an entrepreneur, as an executive, as an emerging leader. One, the three words when I go to personal development, they always say is these three words um, are the most horrible words to say is I know that. Yes, 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 yes. And there's truth, as Kimberly would say, truth. <laughs> there's a difference between knowing and applying and just knowing. That's right. To so know knowing not something not to know. doesn't right. mean anything unless you applying what you know. And you are different. Every year you're different. You have different experiences with people that you know and the things that you learn. And they even, they say, read your favorite book each year with a different color highlighter and find the stuff that you've missed because you in 2021, you in 2020 were different than who you are today. That's and right. you could hear the same information. But uh, that famous quote always says, when the student's ready, the teacher shows up. I've listened to songs. I've watched movies. I've read books that I know I've seen before. And for the first time, we're getting stuff out of it that I never saw in that before. It was blowing me away what I was open and able to see, even with something that I may have thought that I already knew. Sure. Even in subjects that we're amazing at, you could always learn. Just saying I already know or being closed down. Now, the crazy part is, um, I want to add this. It's called I halt. I-H-A-L-T. When you're in any of these states, it's hard to be open-minded and it's hard to be assessing yourself. You really get with your mental health is just to get out of these states or not to ever be in them. I is intoxicated. You're not going to learn. You're not going to feel better. You're not going to grow. In fact, these are some of the states where people are at their lowest and even um, attempt or commit or complete suicide because of these states, because they can't get out of these states. And these states impact your mental health. I is intoxication. H is hungry. And I know that sounds crazy, but there is people out there whose chemicals are all jacked up because of what they eat and how they treat their bodies. So, and they can't get to a consensus normal kind of set of thinking for themselves. They don't even feel like themselves because of what they're eating or what they're not eating. There's right. people out there who have starved themselves and eating is different than eating nutritiously. Right. That'll also impact your body. So intoxicated, hungry, A is angry. Some people live in a state of anger and frustration, and that's something to look at if that's you. But if you're frustrated or upset about something, that's a great time to assess and see why. Because usually it's not what you're going through in the moment. Usually it's what that moment makes you remember or triggers from the past of why that makes you so angry. Um, L is lonely. We are connective human beings. Yes, you introverts, you're even connective. I know you love your alone time, but everyone needs connection. So those that feel lonely, might start to impact their mental health. And studies show isolation is the worst thing you could do. Even in prisons, I think some of them maybe made them illegal because putting someone by themselves without human contact is torture. Mm -hmm. So don't self-torture yourself. Yes, get your downtime, but also make sure that you're connecting. And T is tired. You're not in your right state of mind when you're overexhausted. And we're gonna get into that in the next episode, even in great topics like um, sleep versus rest. So make sure you tune in next week. But helping you at all these different levels, you have to move yourself out of those state of minds into 
the state of mind you want to be in. You want your average state of mind to be of joy, of gratitude, of acceptance, and ready, ready to flow with what life is kind of bringing you, whether it's trials or tribulations or triumphs. These are the things that the mental health can help you with. So assess, know yourself, be, be open-minded and work on getting yourselves out of those states that hold you back from being open-minded and see is commit. Commit means to carry action out deliberately, but commit to something small for a small period of time. Just, we always say, try it on like a jacket, try it on, see if it fits. If it doesn't get a new jacket, but do something for four weeks, something small. For me, um, four weeks turned into two years two glasses of water in the morning. I was committed to one month to drinking two glasses of water in the morning to see how it impacted me. Turns out it had a great impact on me, so I continue it. What can you do? Can you take a walk? Can you do a 10 minute clear your mind? Can you do a five minute journal? Practice gratitude. Three things um, that you're excited for for the day. Three things that you felt were wins before you go to bed. There's tons of stuff out there. We'll put some in the notes. But uh, Kimberly, what are uh, some of the smaller things? Oh, your mile. You committed to a mile a day for a short period of time. It's now it's been years later. Could you keep recommitting? That's it. That's it. You know, it was a it was a, a three-month program, basically. Not even three months from New Year's. No, from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day. And that was 2015. And here I am, 2022, and seven years later, still doing it, you know, and it, and that's just it, you know, that action, do something small, a mile a day, that's 20 minutes a day if you're walking. So that's not a whole lot, but think about the compound effect. Mm. What will that 20 minutes a day do for your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, maybe even your financial wellness? So this all boils back to how do you get well? How do we keep you well? And today, as you think about all these tools and techniques for mental wellness, guys, we're not robots. No one created us out of a box. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. And we have the freedom of thought, the freedom of choice. And so even though some people, and I, I want to mention this, Missy, and I know you'll want to talk about this, mental wellness is staying mentally well. But we also know that there are some mental health conditions that may spur people on in a different way where maybe medication is needed or maybe movement can help shift things. And so I'll tell you, if you're listening to this show and you are trying to or working on your mental health, your mental wellness, if medication has been prescribed by a physician, please take your medication. And if you know that there's a way to get off, work with your physician, work with someone to help you transition. But we don't want to discount all these practical strategies, which work, by the way, with saying your medication doesn't matter. We know that there's a place for everything. And we want you to be well from the inside out. If you broke your arm and a cast is going to help protect your arm from getting more damaged, we would wear the cast. And unfortunately with mental health, we can't see the casts or we can't see the canes and we can't see where people might be struggling because they look fine on the outside. But if you, something was broken or you were struggling on the outside, we could definitely see that. So with us and mental health, what we always say too is just talk, find someone to talk to, 
a professional, a coach, whatever that might look like. Um, I'm not married to like, oh, it has to be a therapist or it doesn't have to be a therapist. But there are people who are trained and have years experience in specifics like trauma, like rape, like um, fatigue, like business fatigue. Mm -hmm. There's professionals out there. If your passion is dwindling or your purpose seems to be blurry, like us too, we're professionals in some of this. Um, Having those conversations and just getting, I like to think of it like a cool glass of water when you're walking through the desert, like, okay, getting some hydration when it comes to your mind and your career and and where you want to go. I mean, there's even movie stars now that are, have commercials that are like, look at me, I'm going to a therapist. Well, because we know when something works, people work it. And we know commercials advertising to you work. So now they're advertising that if Justin Bieber could have a therapist, so can you. But right. the, the premise of that is, is if there's different places in life where you need a little more help, get it. There's financial advisors. That's right. There's physical, mental coaches. So it really is taking that assessment time and looking Am I not able to get myself out of this darkness? That's right. Have I used all my resources and it's still dark and I still don't feel like me? What's the next step? What's the next resource that I could could get to, like a flashlight or a or a, a light? But what might that look like for you? So those are the things when you're looking at the assess and know yourself, be open-minded and commit to do something small weekly. This might not be enough. Making a phone call, calling a friend. Um I listen to podcasts. Kimberly listens to podcasts. I love Joel Olstein. Um, whenever my mental health starts to dip a little bit, especially my spiritual mental health, I put on Joel Olstein or I um, find some friends that are really biblically uh, connected and giving me quotes and, and um, parables that help me reconnect to life. So everyone out there is not out there to do it alone. Even if you're an entrepreneur, it's to create a team. Who is your mental health team that helps you feel your best? Who's your spiritual team? Who's your financial team? Who's your physical team? What works in one realm definitely works in all the realms. That's good. That's good, guys. Great tools, tactics, strategies to help you with your mental wellness. And here's the truth. That's one of the greatest areas of concerns for business owners. Because a lot of times they go inward instead of going outward. Mm. And the reason we brought this show to life was for that very reason. We don't want you to suffer in silence, friends. We want to give you tools and strategies to help you get outside of that box that may be stopping you, that may be hurting you, even though you you may not claim it as hurt, but there's some things going on. And we know that with the right help, technique, strategies, you can get there. And we say it every week on the show. There is something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, we're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.